And Salma, Associate Justina speaking. I can speak to Bogus, please. Um, sure. What's your name? Joey Jingola. Okay, hold on one second. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Your call and your business are very important to us. Please hold the line and we'll be right with you. Bogus, I can help you. Bogus, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, what's up? Not much. How you doing, sir? Good. I was your fourth. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Wise, yeah, sure. You know, we, we've been around for a long time. We've built a big book of business, and, and we're happy with that. But you know, when you're coming in and an organization that's been around for almost 30 years, and you're you're trying to change things that really haven't been pushed very far before, you know, that could, that could always be tough. That could kind of be draining mentally. It's a lot easier now that I've been in this business for so long, and now I want to implement these changes. Starting at an agency from the beginning, I think, in my opinion, might be a little bit easier than going back and, and, and changing something that's been been kind of working. For, for so long, so maybe that's what you're, you're, you're sensing, a lack of confidence. I don't know, maybe bogus, but I'm pretty sure I know at least four or five uh, scratch agencies that would probably trade places with you. I'm just being honest. That was my good buddy, Bogus Hansel of Hansel & Associates in Chicago, Illinois, and he is talking about, I just, I was kind of poking and prodding and having a good, good conversation with Bogus, and of all the people that I have on the show and of all the agents that I know, I just, I kind of feel like Bogus is like secretly more successful than he really leads on, leads on, leads on, yes. And um, I kind of also feel like he is a little too hard on himself. And I, I've, I've known Bogus for quite a while, but I, of the people that I've known of their existence in the space, I've probably said the least amount of words to Bogus in that, as opposed to like knowing and ratio of speaking. So it's, it's a very interesting dynamic that Bogus and I have. But Bogus says it would be easier if he was kind of starting from scratch or starting over than to try and change some of the things that are deeply entrenched into his agency that has been around for a long time. And okay, that is probably a little bit true, but what also Bogus is discounting from his, um, I come from an insurance family, White Castle, which I know I have one of those as well. Um, what he's possibly discounting is the fact that, yeah, there's a book of business that's already already there, that's already supporting the ability to really kind of sit back and look and see what they would possibly want to change. Whereas in a fresh agency, like some of you might know, um, there's really not a whole lot of picking and choosing going on. It's, oh my God, is that a piece of business lying on the floor? Please, can I pick it up? And that creates its own set of problems and difficulties and challenges to where a chicken and the egg sort of thing, right? And okay, yeah, maybe it is. Uh, I guess it depends, right? So, so is there, let me just, I'm gonna toss this out there. Is there a scenario, is there a world where, you know, does this make sense for, you know, is, is Bogus able to use the thing that they have at their disposal? That is the, um, that financial stability of, of, of decades being in business, 
then to more freely make these decisions and to just kind of shift that mindset and just look at and be grateful for the advantage that they do have. And then on the other hand, those that are starting over, that have started new, that are this this new thing, that don't have the the luxury that Hansel and Associates has of an, of an established book of business, can they operate from a standpoint of well, maybe we don't need to um, pick up every piece of scrap that we see lying on the floor? And I mean that's a that's a sales thing. We've talked about that plenty. But again, going back to uh, if you watched um, actually the episode of the show for Ryan that just dropped today, um, Three Marketing Tactics That Don't Scale, I believe is the title of that, talking about operating from a position of abundance, right? Just just thinking that, you know, it's not a scarcity mindset. I think... Uh, I think I think both of these work on both and both ends of the spectrum, but you know, at the end of the day, are you really focusing on the thing that's going to allow you to execute any of this? You know, it's 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 really a time management thing. I, I my personal flaws, I always take on way more than I can chew. At the same time, it's more like I've kind of learned to do more than one thing at the same time, whereas if you look at my computer, I have maybe 100 browser tabs open. It's just crazy, and I, but I have them because I have a way of, you know, like checking back into them at the end of the day, making sure, you know, I do have those two, three seconds to think about something, I bring it up, bring up a new agency, look at the new agency, and, you know, see what they're doing, you know, I'm always, always research and see what's going on, so that doesn't take away too much time from my day-to-day stuff, but it also kind of keeps my mind moving as to what we should do in the future, and again, that could also be not the best thing either, because at that point, I may have too much on mind. So I'm in a, in a process of figuring everything out really for, for myself. Really bogus? A hundred? I don't know if I believe you. Although I do have to say, being in all seriousness, I did ask bogus. Uh, I said, I mean, like seriously, like literally like how many tabs are we talking? Because I wanted to go head to head because I also have a, um, uh, a little bit of a tab issue myself. And uh, he said uh, that he legitimately had 87 tabs open one time. One, I don't know. Um, I don't know how his computer was still functioning or the specs on said machine to allow such tab action to be happening. But I, I can only take Bogus at his word. I don't know why he would lie to me about 87 tabs. That seems silly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's probably a true thing. I usually roll with about 20 or 30, depending on the situation, depending on how lazy I'm getting, depending on the intensity of the activity when I jump from one thing to the next. Probably not the best thing. But anyways, okay, let's see. We're talking about time management, and you know, Bogus is saying I'm learning to do multiple things. It just kind of keeps some some things kind of floating in the uh, in the ether that I can kind of check back in on when there's a moment just to kind of pop in my head, and. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I don't know. I'm guilty of, of of the squirrel syndrome as well from time to time of just, you know, dipping and dabbling all over the place as far as you know, letting my thoughts wander. Uh, although I, I have to say that, man, I just, I love, I love me to get into some, some like, uh, flow state time. And there's nothing better than that, right? It's been, it's been a little erratic these last few weeks, but uh, just nothing better than to get into that, you know, just let, you know, get into that time period, 30, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever, two hours, whatever it is, and just dedicate yourself to that one thing. And then you just come out of it, man, how much, what, what happened? Like, what year is it? Uh, I'm not sure what's going on right now. And that's, I, I, you know, that's a good time. Um, 
And because I think it's in those moments of intense focus that really allow you to kind of more completely fulfill those those kind of tasks. And you know, Bogus is saying, hey, he's taking off more than he can chew, and 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 that's maybe causing him to kind of again um, not give his full attention to, to certain things. Uh, and uh, again, I. I know some of the things that Bogus is working on. I know some of the things he wants to be working on. We're gonna, you're gonna see some of that. We're we're gonna be cross pollinating podcasts and videos and things like that. So uh, try and follow the story as it hops from from one medium to the next. But the the interesting part of that is it it, it does feel like um, Bogus, much like you know a lot of other agents that I talk to, has this kind of certain way that he would like to see things unfold to allow projects to kind of start develop and progress. And we all kind of have these kind of like perfect world scenarios where I think it should go like this. And, and it kind of prevents us from, you know, maybe starting a little sooner than we would want or could because of, we feel that the timing isn't right or the lighting is, is wrong. And it just, you're not getting me from the right angle, that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there is a time and a place for that to happen, but ultimately, um, you know, even take again this is maybe contradictory to the whole focus and and not letting kind of doing things half attention sort of thing but uh i feel like if you can get getting started is the struggle right that's the hardest thing to do and pushing and getting to that point and crossing that threshold is probably more important than um you know maybe doing it as in an as of complete way of as as you thought, because getting back to the idea of, you know, is it easier for Bogus to just start over? Not that again, he's not going to walk away from the agency and start Hansel and Associates Part Two. I don't think that's in the cards. But but one thing I do think we are all dramatically um, underestimating. I'm going to do my impression of Ryan doing his Gary V. It's not really impression. Ryan, this is like, whatever. This is my thing that I take away from Gary V the most is I think we all underestimate speed, right? And just how, you know, we devalue that, right? How important is it to just get up and go do it and, and start getting the results? I think we, I think that makes up for a lot and covers up a lot of, I'm not saying mistakes, but it just feels like you're getting so much more done. Uh, we had one central number, and then we kind of, um, you know, spread it out. Uh, we, we did when we were with Spanish, we did work through an 800 number. Um, we moved away from that. Uh, we do have one number when we do, you know, advertise. We just advertise our main local number, but that isn't visible for someone that, you know, is looking for us online, really. Um, and that's that's something that we, we are in the process of changing. We just did a whole new website. I'm still updating things in the back end, trying to bring it up up, up to speed, um, you know, so it's very clear as to where everybody is and then what location does what. So I can see the frustration from your side trying to find me. I usually tend to lay low for the most part, or I have been for all these years. I'm trying to get myself a little bit more out there nowadays. 
right, first, we're just going to we're going to come back to that whole I I like to lay low statement. I think that's probably going to be the whole next episode next time we hear bogus on the show. Um, But just really drilling down and focusing on, you know, just an example of the process in which bogus kind of operates and has to deal with within his agency. He said, hey, you got a new website. Great project done. That feels great. They got a whole new site. Things are looking good. You know, Bogus is still trying to tie up some loose ends. But, you know, what I was mentioning to Bogus, I was like, hey, listen, you know, Bogus, I'm, I'm trying to reach out. I was trying to get a hold of you. And, uh, you know, just looking at it from a consumer's standpoint. And, you know, you got like four or five different locations and there really isn't one central number. And I don't really know. I know I want to talk to Bogus, but I'm not really sure which one of these numbers I should call, you know, to actually make that happen. And that's kind of, you know, again, what he, you know, I think just a, a nice big example to to wrap this up in a nice little package is, you know, that's one of the things that has troubled them where, you know, before they might have operated, you know, and if you go back and listen to previous episodes that Bogus was on, you'll get caught up on, on where he's at. But, you know, they used to operate, you know, back in the day when, you know, each location was almost its own thing, right? There wasn't uh, an acknowledgement of a greater entity that is the the Hansel and Associates Insurance Empire in the city of Chicago. It was, hey, there's Handel, Hansel and Associates in, you know, the I'm going to screw up my boss or my Chicago neighborhoods on, you know, the the south side of Chicago. I don't even know if you guys are on the south side. Just work with me here. I'm guessing. But you know what I'm saying, right? It was just, hey, that's who it is. And they didn't really know that there might have been two or three locations scattered throughout the city. And maybe, you know, that's to where, you know, he said they did have, you know, an 800 number once upon a time when they were working with another company. And okay, fine. It does feel, you know, like I can understand, especially when you've got, you know, people spread out across multiple locations to where, you know, making these sort of changes can feel exhausting and it can feel at times where bogus kind of wants to just say listen let's just let's clean slate fresh start just i need a break i need to see what this would look like through a different set of glasses and yes maybe but ultimately i think it's maybe just a slight tweak in mindset to you know, leverage the thing that is their greatest asset, which is their experience and their, you know, um, capital, their, you know, their ability to operate from a position, uh, a position that isn't desperate, right? To actually go and then attack those changes with the same intensity and the necessity and and ferociousness, ferocity, that's probably the right word, then maybe that scratch agency would actually do it. I kind of want to go straight recommendations here, but uh, with a little bit of a twist. Uh, this is for all of my parenting friends out there who um, have uh, a situation where I'm sure, I can't imagine that we're the only house business. But you're just constantly watching the same thing over and over again. Whenever you let the kids watch something, it's just, hey, same thing, same thing. And there's like four or five things that you just watch constantly. And that, I mean, it, it definitely is very close to triggering a psychotic episode for me personally. 
I have developed as a as kind of a, a necessary means of evolution. Um, this gets me in trouble in like almost every other aspect of my life. It's just the ability to just block out everything and not hear it. Um, again, very terrible skill to have really in every, any other scenario in life um, outside of this. But I have found uh, there are a couple, um, just really some underdog options out there to really kind of just turn down the volume and just alleviate that, that stress or have, have, to, have to allow you to turn down that superpower. I'm not quite sure the age range here, so I've got a couple different ages happening in my house, but this probably cuts off around two or three years old would be my guess. Uh, somebody let me know if, if they've got experience. My two older ones kind of tolerate it, but not nearly to the extent of, of the other things that they would maybe prefer to watch. But I'm telling you what, the Gruffalo is uh, is top notch. I can put something on and it just, it's like almost white noise and I don't hear it. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the British accents. Uh, James Corden does a voice, which is cool. But um, I don't know. I found myself not really just having any sort of reaction to it one way or the other and it's 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 actually amazing it's like one of the best things ever um the little guy the youngest baby he's into it and it gets you know keeps his attention for a little bit so if i have to actually do something where he's just not constantly attacking you know sharp objects that's good the gruffalo and they also have i don't know if this is connected it feels like this might be all like pbs stuff but i could be wrong it's on netflix but um the the stick man that one's a little weirder like just from a this is really kind of goofy but uh again same same vein same tone uh just like you don't even know that it's it's existing right now so that's my parenting gift to you uh for the week if you have any other such recommendations that i could possibly add to the list maybe include some some extra age demographics categories I would be eternally grateful uh, for that. Joey at agencynation.com. If you want to share your experiences trying to ignore the stuff that your kids pay attention to, uh, Joey at agencynation.com. And uh, and yes, I would I would I would like that very much. <laughs>